Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am here with my old buddy from Florida, which neither one of us are in Florida anymore, but we have old memories from the old state. Um, so this is Kristen Moon. And a lot of you guys know her from science. So we're going to talk about <laughs> science today. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about you and your family and your homeschool journey. So I am a native Floridian, but I'm not living in Florida anymore. I'm living someplace with four seasons and I'm enjoying it. Although it's a little bit tricky these seasons because it's, it looks like spring outside and it feels like spring, but we're supposed to get snow tonight. So yes, we, we are too. Like the, the flowers are coming up and so yep. is the snow. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I have a husband, we've been married for, uh, this will be our 27th year. Mm-hmm. We have two sons. Um, they are both done homeschooling. They're both at the university of Kentucky. One is majoring in electrical engineering and the other was going to go into biology. And now he's found, he enjoys organic chemistry. Oh my gosh. So I know. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, they're both going into the sciences. So I feel Mm -hmm. a little victorious about that. Yes. I am trained as a scientist myself. I got my undergrad degree from the University of Florida. It's in microbiology. And then I went on to graduate school and got my PhD in molecular genetics and microbiology. The idea was that I was going to do lab science and I did do lab science. I did about five, six years of lab science and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But when I had my first son, I enjoyed being at home with him even more. So I left the lab behind and stayed home to be a stay-at-home mom and had another son. And when it came time to put my oldest in school, I had heard about homeschooling. And, And so I said, well, let's just try this out. And it turned out to be the thing for us. And, and I homeschooled them through the whole way, through high school graduation. They never went to you know, a traditional school. And they're both doing great. So I like to encourage um, people coming behind that you know, it absolutely can be done. It can be done. And yeah. kids grow up and have successful lives. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I am so curious. You know, a lot of times when a lot of us more average people think about science, you know, our blood pressure goes up, you know, and we think we have to teach biology and chemistry to our kids and our blood pressure goes up. So what made you interested in science? Because clearly you actually liked it. So it wasn't anything that I had planned. Now, my dad is an engineer, so and I do have an uncle who is an organic chemist. So it's not like I wasn't exposed to science, but it's not necessarily anything that I thought as I was growing up that, you know, this is what I meant to do. In fact, I was one of these kids going through public school, had science fair, you know, project to do on Monday, and I'm scrambling over the weekend to come (laughs) up with something that I could get done in 48 hours. So this was not something that I ever plans to do. I did know that I liked some aspects of physics. I thought at one point I might want to be an engineer, but an internship over the summer uh, proved me wrong about that. (laughs) Um, But really and truly, when I went to college, my very first semester of college, you know, some of us complain that our kids have to take general education requirements. But mm-hmm. honestly, that's how I found out that I loved science. Um, I was required to take a science class and mm-hmm. I took a survey of biology. And 
that in my freshman year of college, that was the first time I learned about DNA. I mean, I had heard of DNA, but to actually understand how it works, it was the first time I learned about viruses. My goodness, we've all had an education lately, (laughs) but it was the first time I learned how sneaky these guys are at hijacking our cells and turning them into virus factories. So anyway, I just was like, that is amazing. And I was hooked. I went home that weekend and we went out to eat as a family. I remember trying to teach my parents what I had learned on a napkin. And they were looking at me with blank faces. Oh. They have no idea what I'm telling them. Oh. But but that was what that that was what did it for me. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I, you know, I decided I wanted to do this. I switched my major. I declared my major. And, you know, the rest is history. I did not necessarily know what I wanted to do with a science degree. I was in a lot of classes with med students or pre-med students mm-hmm. and pre pre-dental and all of this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but I I really didn't have an interest in that. So uh, after I graduated, I went to graduate school, almost kind of like default Uh because I didn't know what else to do, but Uh I, I, I found that I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. I loved doing lab science and I miss it sometimes. You know, the, the grad school, I think, is the fun part of education. You know, it's you get to actually explore the things that you love the best and really work with people who are very, very expert in the mm-hmm. field. So, so you found that being in the lab was something that you actually loved. Yes. You found and explored and developed a career that was awesome to you. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, uh, then you found a career that was awesome to you in motherhood and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And because there's not one right way to be a mom or a right. grown up, So that's great. So then as your kids were growing, you ended up back in science in a homeschool sort of way. So tell us about that. Actually, even while my boys were still really young, Mm -hmm. through our church, I was becoming more and more exposed to homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. And when people found out about my background, they're like, would you mind, you know, coming and helping (laughs) us teach, you know, and so it started off you know, just at at real casual gatherings with other homeschool high schoolers, I would, you know, teach one class on DNA or one Mm. class on um, microbiology. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into teaching for co-ops. And that continued as long as my boys were part of co-ops, which we always were, we loved doing co-ops. I always found a way to share my passion for Mm. teaching science because I, you know, I, I understand from talking to other people that not everyone enjoys science as much as I do. And I love it. So, you know, as long as I'm available, I will teach you science. I will share my love of science with you and with your kids. So that's what I did. And then as my boys got into high school and it was time to teach them science, you know, then I had a vested interest in doing it really, really well. And I found that I didn't absolutely love all of the available resources mm-hmm. that I was finding for them. Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt like, you know, this is a great curriculum, but I just feel like it could use a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided I started teaching lab intensives to local um, homeschoolers uh-huh. where it'd be like a three or four hour thing and, and different students were coming and we were doing some teaching and we were doing lots of hands-on labs. And then that turned into my business, my, my new, my business, uh-huh. Kristen Moon Science and my website where I've taken some of that content and turned it into self-paced courses. And now I am teaching online. So I, I, I still get to do what I love. And I actually love this because I'm exposed to students from all over the country and from around the world. And I absolutely love getting to know these kids. You know, I can tell that by watching your Facebook page. 
like the the things that you share on that, you know, little glimpses of your classes, and you can tell the sparkle in your eyes just in the post, you know, like you love it, and that is infectious to young people. All right, so Kristen, how do you get the teens excited? Like, what is it that makes science relevant to them so that they actually get interested in it? There are so many different ways to do it, but I'll tell you one way to kill your students' um, interest <laughs> in science is, is to only have them learn science through a textbook. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. a passion killer. And yeah. I'm not saying that textbooks are bad. They, there is totally a, a, you know, a place for textbooks. Mm -hmm. But if your students are only learning science through a textbook, you know, I can almost guarantee they're not going to enjoy it. One thing that you absolutely have to do is give them um, ways to, to get some hands-on lab experience. And it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily have to be uh, beakers and pipe thing. They can explore the science in their everyday life. And, and, you know, if you're really finding that your student is, you know, reluctant to do science, I would probably advise you to think about what it is that they do like. Mm. Do they like cooking? Mm. Find a way to, to find the science in cooking because there's a ton of it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, if they like animals, well, my goodness, there's so many things. Or if they like sports, if they like video games, if they like cars, I mean, anything mm -hmm. that they are interested in, you can find the science in that. And once you kind of gently start nudging them in that direction and, and helping them become curious and learn what's going on behind the scenes in those things that they like, um, they're going to find that they enjoy it more. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, in, in counseling, we, we call that the hook where you, you want to find what similarities you have with your clients, you know, how you can understand each other, where their interests are and where you can connect there. And so with your kids, you're kind of being a counselor of science and, mm -hmm giving them a chance to show what they're interested in or curious about, and then hooking them into science through that. So, And I will brilliant. say one other thing, um, and, and I, I can't remember I, if I said this in a, in a different podcast or if I've said it in a blog, I know I've said it somewhere, but as parents, we need to watch our words. You know, so mm -hmm. many of us accept that our kids need to know math. So mm -hmm. we make our kids learn math. We understand that our Kids need to know how to read. So we don't bemoan, you know, reading, what a chore reading is. At least we try to be careful. But I would say be careful about the way you speak about science, too, because your kids may be meant for a, a career in science. And even if they're not, if you kind of always trash talk science or scientists or the kind of thing, then you're going to make them feel like it's not it's not worth knowing. It's not worth studying. It's not worth pursuing. So. You know, that is one of the most brilliant things I have heard. <laughs> yes. And, you know, because, okay, so for me, I do not love chemistry. I love biology, but I didn't love chemistry. And so I bet you anything, when I talked about chemistry with my kids, my face looked like you know, like, oh, and, you know, they could pick up from my words and my nonverbals that this was going to be bad. So I can totally understand. And my kids know that I love watching birds. 
And so they were not dreading, you know, like biology, the, the, the field science part of it, because they had always been doing that with me and loving it. So right, I could, right. I can absolutely see what you're talking about, but I hadn't thought about it, actually. That is really brilliant. Okay. All right. So, so to present science just in day-to-day conversation in a, in a positive tone rather than a traumatic tone, <laughs> that's brilliant. And, you know, we're all born curious and our kids are born curious. That's why they ask why, Mm -hmm. you know, if we can continue to let them um, ask why all throughout the ages. Now, we we as parents don't have to know the answers. My goodness, I don't know the answers. I had a chemistry student in my in my online class last week ask me a question. And I I that's a great question. And I did not know the answer, but I said, I'll look it up. You Mm -hmm. know, that is that is a useful skill to teach them to do. We've got yeah. such power at our fingertips with our our smartphones and our computers. We've got access yeah. to all this information. Um, make it acceptable to not know something, but then yeah. model what to do when you don't. Look that it up. Brilliant. I yes. mean, we've got science happening right now. How do the plants know that it's time for them to to sprout? Mm-hmm. How do they know that it's spring? Have you noticed that the days are getting longer? I mean, when I used to have to get up early in the morning um, for my classes, it was dark out. It's light out now. Why is that happening? There's science involved. I mean, there's just, mm-hmm. there really and truly is science all around us. Yeah. And so that that makes science relevant. Yes. That the world is just, that's how God made everything. He made it science. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's wonderful. And, and I really do find such beauty. And, you know, I... Emma, a question. I find that every time I study science, the more that I learn about science, my faith grows. Yes. I don't think that uh, that to know and understand and seek to to perform science is going against God in any way. If anything, mm-hmm. I, I you know I feel like God has created all of these things, and you know by learning them and uh, exploring them, we're getting mm-hmm. to know more of His heart and His mind. Yeah, that that is beautiful. And so even spiritually, science is relevant. And that is it's it's good to model that for the kids and to talk that way. Yes. So so in your experience with your sons and co-ops and online classes, what are some hands on ways you guys have made science relevant? Well, there are some concepts that are just, they are really abstract. Mm-hmm. So for example, cells and DNA, I, um, chemistry, mm-hmm. you know, chemical <laughs> reactions. So when you can, you know, give them some sort of hands-on way to model it, mm-hmm. I, I use models all the time in my biology class, when we're learning about cells and organelles, I always give my students an assignment where they have to make a cell model mm-hmm. and they have so much fun with it. And I don't tell them how to do it. I said, mm-hmm. you know, this is the thing, show me all of the organelles do it however you want to do it. And I love watching their creativity come out and they take pride in it. But when they actually have to model something, then they they really have to attend to the detail. They have to think about what does this organelle do? What does it look like? How many of them do I need per cell? But I've had students, you know, make cakes and cookies. One person this year actually created a cell on the deck of their house and they they recorded a picture or a video from above <laughs> so you could see like their deck chair was something and uh, their grill was something else really really interesting so mm-hmm. you know for for those harder to understand concepts 
give them a way to model it. Um, there are just so many fun things that you can do. Make sure that you've got tools at their disposal. I like to just gather, um, you know, from sales, from clearance, from the dollar store, you know, magnifying glasses, mm -hmm. plastic tablecloths so that they can mm -hmm. put it down someplace if they're going to make a mess, you know, mm -hmm. make the tools accessible to them so that, you know, if they get bored, they can always go and, and, and get, you know, a pair of binoculars and go outside and, and you know, research in nature and, and see mm -hmm. what they have to see, you know, um, you know, just making the tools available. And then, you know, use the, the resources at your disposal. YouTube is actually really pretty great yes. um, at, at, with all sorts of experiment ideas. You know, I, I can uh, recommend some different, uh, you know, content creators that I like for ideas and explanations. Um, and of course, I'm always going to say, you know, give them experiments to do. Um, mm -hmm. So because that 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 really it, it's it's really fun for the kids. They need that hands-on mm -hmm. um, lab experience for high school, and uh, and it really helps them to make those connections. Yeah, yeah. It's it, the lab experiences, especially experiments where they have to pay attention to instructions. Yes. And, you know, to follow steps is so good for awareness and self-discipline and, you know, the whole process. So mm -hmm. there's multi-levels of goodness in doing the hands-on kinds of things. And when you're doing an experiment, even if your experiment doesn't work, that's still science and you're using mm -hmm. the scientific method. And the scientific method doesn't just stop at science. I mean, when your car doesn't start in the morning, you have to use the scientific method, come up with a hypothesis. Why is my car not starting? come up mm -hmm. with, you know, a hypothesis, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm out of gas. So mm -hmm. are you out of gas? No, reject that hypothesis, come up with another one. Um, you mm -hmm. know, there, mm -hmm. it, it is a useful, logical skill that you can use anytime. Yeah, yeah. And so there's not, you know, failure is not a bad thing no. in an experiment. And that helps them also develop growth mindset, which, you know, from my end of the screen, that's a good thing. So and just learning to do hard things. You know, when mm -hmm. I was getting my PhD, there were so many times that an experiment didn't work and you'd have to repeat it over and over mm -hmm. and over again. But, but that, that is a useful mm -hmm. discipline to mm -hmm. learn. Yeah. yeah. So it's, there are many reasons why science is good and ways to make it irrelevant and interesting mm -hmm. or at least develop curiosity for them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And some of them, they'll remember the rest of their lives and talk about it. Our, uh, when we were studying the human body, we had the kids do a model of the brain and they all got to choose how they were going to model that. So one of the families in our co-op um, made a, they found a, a brain jello mold <laughs> and I'm, they made a gray brain with the different things in this jello. It my kids are still traumatized over that today, you know, like Jello you know, I've wiggly. seen that jello mold and mm -hmm. I have got it on my wish list. I have it. I want one of those brain jello molds. <laughs> they will they, they'll never forget it. Like that whole co-op when they get together. These these are grown-ups now, you know, they're out in the grown-up world. And uh, they get together and talk about co-op and go like, oh, do you remember that jello brain? <laughs> so, so they will, uh, you know, that's that's learning. That's very memorable learning. Mm -hmm. So all right. So Kristen. 
you know, got everybody inspired, how can they connect with you and get you, their kids involved with the things on your website and your classes? So I do have a website, Kristen Moon Science. I'm also on social media, Kristen Moon Science. Um, so I share a lot of stuff on Facebook. I'm trying to get better about Instagram. I'm probably never going to get very active on TikTok, <laughs> but I am on there. Um, but on my website, you can find information about the classes that I teach because I do teach um, online classes. I mm -hmm. teach through True North Homeschool Academy and also through Funda Funda. So the classes I offer, I have biology with an optional honors track, chemistry with an optional honors track, anatomy and physiology. And then this, this next year, it will be my first year teaching physics. My Ooh. son, the engineer is going to help me come up with some really cool uh, experiments oh. and stuff that we can, uh, we can do with that. So that, that's a new challenge for me. I do like physics. It just doesn't come as naturally to me mm -hmm. as biology mm -hmm. and chemistry and the others. But um, yeah. then on my website, I have some self-paced classes that students can sign up and do at their own pace. Um, I've got some on DNA and genetics and microbiology. I'm very proud of something that I uh, launched this, this fall, and that is my chemistry lab video course. So basically, these are chemistry labs that your student can do at home. Um, and they're just the labs. So they're meant to supplement whatever the student is already doing. Like maybe they have a co-op class, maybe they're doing a textbook. Um, but these are labs that go a little bit above and beyond kitchen science. Mm -hmm. They will have to order some supplies like beakers and that kind of thing. Um, I have the supply list, but they are they can really do some very interesting, very cool labs at home. And I do a video demonstration of every single lab. So if they don't want to do the labs themselves, they can always watch me do the labs and then use my measurements to do the lab report and the calculations. But um, I've gotten really great reviews about that and I'm very proud of it. And I'm actually working now on a biology lab video course. Uh, so that will be yeah. available this year too. So we are going to put links in the show notes to all those things because it will be such a help to all the different families who are looking for some support in the realm of science. So, okay, we probably better wrap it up. Kristen, thank you for joining us on this will be snowy day in <laughs> spring. Well, and, thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah, it is so good to hear your voice and we're looking at each other over Zoom. <laughs> And uh, so it's uh, someday we'll all be together back at the two to one conference. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. All right. We will talk to you guys next week.